Hello, this is the Dark Horse Johnny Moran, and this is the Three Count Podcast. Everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good shepherd, which by the time that you guys have heard this, you've heard me say it numerous times, just say it with me, you are my Sherpa. That's right, I am your Sherpa. But like every good shepherd, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's into the ring. And today, our man comes to us from TCW, HTW, Eclipse, CMB, SWO, NYCW, ICW, Camp Leapfrog, Outbreak, and PPW. He is the Dark Horse. He is the man. He is Johnny Moran. Hey, thank you. How's it going? That was a hell of an intro. Hey. <laughs> I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt, man. Thank you, one, for coming on our show. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it's funny because, like, I was looking through and I was, like, trying to find, like, more people to, to bring on our show and stuff just because <laughs> I love going out and finding more people because, you know, I've been in the business now for just a little over two years. So I like going out and finding people who are more veteran than I am and ask them for like advice and stuff. And so I happened to come across your Facebook page, added you up. And I was like, let me just, let me see if I can bring this person on and talk to him. Cause I was like, of course, look at through your, look at through your track. I was like, Oh yeah, this dude has a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I try not to have like this past weekend I had off and like, I really didn't know what to do with myself. Like, um, I remember over like the pandemic, like, um, when everything was locked down, I only had Camp Leapfrog and Titan. So, like, I would fish every weekend. So, like, I kind of missed fishing. But then there was a giant thunderstorm. So, it's like, can't be out fishing. So, I got stuck in my house. And I'm just, like, twiddling my thumbs. I'm, like, trying to, like, think of stuff to do to be, like, proactive. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know what to do when I have, like, nothing to do. It is weird. It is, like, yeah. totally strange that, like, you get those days where you're just kind of, like, I know I should be at a show, yeah. but I'm not booked for anything, mm-hmm. and I'm just awkwardly staring at the TV. Like, I could watch something on TV, yep, yep. but I really don't know what's... Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's and, then, and then you doom scroll. You go on whatever streaming <laughs> yeah. service. Like, I spent a half an hour just, like, I'm, I added, like, 50 things to my list, because I'm like, I don't want to watch it now, but I want to watch that. I don't want to watch it now, but I want to watch that. And then, like, by the time I was done with it, I'm like, my wish list or whatever it's called is, like, 50 things long now. And I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to watch any of this because I don't want to start any of it now. It's funny because, like, uh, for me, uh, like, Netflix is, like, starting to get to that point now where it's like, hey, we're, like, 98% sure you're going to like this. But then, yeah. like, 13 things long, I'm just like, yep. how did you know? This is yeah. my favorite movie. Like, yeah. uh, for instance, one of them that came up was... uh. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, okay. I love that movie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it popped on my Netflix. It was like movies you may be interested in. I was like, oh. And the next one was Happy Gilmore. And I was like, oh, you're tugging on the heartstrings. You're going to be stuck here all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't watch all these movies because that's not fair right. for me. <laughs> exactly. Yo, but for our listeners and our viewers who are at home right now, who is Johnny Moran? Um, I'm just a, well... I'm from the suburbs. I would say I'm a country boy, but, like, I'm really from the suburbs. I like doing a lot of, like, nature stuff, though, because I do live 
semi. I like I live in Scranton, PA, so I'm kind of close to the country, but I'm kind of close to like the little city of Scranton. Um, so that's who Johnny Moran really is. Um, the character, the dark horse, all comes from you know, like I always feel like I'm in second place and I'm always chasing that first place. And a lot of the times I feel like people doubt me because, like, I'm not a big aerial guy. And, like, when I got into the business in, like, 2015, that was, like, the big shift. It was more of the high-flying action. And, like, my game is more grounded. So a lot of people, like, didn't see value in me, I would say. So, like, the dark horse came out of that. Um, I originally started out as the man, Johnny Moran, and then, as you all know, Becky Lynch gobbled that up on me so i'm like well for the for like probably like six to eight months this was probably like my best six to eight months though um like i really had like that moniker was gone so like i had to find myself i had to figure out who exactly i was and like my one friend um his name's alex wadi actually he owns high tension wrestling that you spoke of for the high tension network um he saw me and i was like I kept book getting booked in like scrambles and stuff. And he's like, dude, you're always like hot in the beginning. And then like, you are like either the guy getting pinned or the guy winning. He's like, you're literally like the dark horse in those matches. And I'm like, I can go with that. I like that dark horse thing. Like, let me read up on that dark horse thing. And then I like, you know, I looked at the definition. I found like a song that's, I forget who wrote it, but it really like spoke to me. So then um, I really just like embody that and embraced it. And as like a heel character, it's, you know, it's really, I, I take it to a darker edge and like everybody in my head, everybody doubts me. Um, and then when like I'm more of a baby face, you know, the fans that are with me are on my team. They're, they're with the dark horse. They're the ones batting on the dark horse, but you know, it, it, it comes from a place of like being doubted in the business just because like, again, I don't really do the high flying moves. Um, I can, I just choose really not to. Um, sometimes I'll put them in the right position in the match. I just don't do them consistently. Yeah. I, I, um, because I got, I'm still pretty young, like in the mm-hmm. game, but I'm long in the tooth. We'll put it that way. Okay. Like, so yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, speaking of like like I know a lot of people are doing like high spots and stuff like that. But you know, just like you, know, like I like my game being kind of grounded and just kind of yeah. like you know, it's 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 well, I'm not really technical. I'm more of a brawler, but like you know, the smashing yeah. smashing dash kind of type of person. But I can do flips and stuff like that. I just choose not to because I'm like, right. if I <laughs> I got I got a one of my friends was dying because I was telling this on the car ride home. I was like, I don't do flips. Because everybody does flips and yes. it's not becoming oppressive to me. Once yeah. I learned how to do it, I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that and like, I just, uh, some people make it look really, really pretty. And I'm like, I can't do it as pretty as he does it. So like, why am I even gonna like give my one that's like, ah, look, he tried to do that, you know? <laughs> uh, also, like you said, like, you're going to see something like that. Like, how many times are you going to see a suicide dive? on a show you know what i mean you literally see it damn near every match now yeah it's almost like a lockup at this point like I'd, I'd like to not see a suicide dive in a match that would blow my mind yeah but it is cool though like i will not lie 
want to see some of the, like Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy yeah. catch someone off the suicide dive and then to right. a suplex. Like that is cool. And I'm like, I want to do that. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's totally on the other end. Like I'll catch you yeah. and just take you over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good way to stop it. And then that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I like to like. As far as like my character goes, is like a whole. It's a whole different persona. Like a lot of people are like that mercenary type. That's like, wow, look at me. Like I'm, I'm very like in tune, and this is who I am. Very mm-hmm. like stoic about everything I'm doing. And my dude is like completely on the other side. It's yeah. very comical, very funny, yeah. knowing good and well. Like I'm just here to whoop your ass and make fun of you while I'm doing it, and like. Yeah. Kind of like Deadpool. <laughs> and okay. So, okay. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, like to go through and like create that, right? Because yeah, I did the whole stoic thing at first, where it was like, "Hey, let me be like every other mercenary out there," and then it was like, "I don't really like doing this." Like, at yeah. home, I just felt felt forced, and I was right. like, "Let me let me be more like me, and we'll figure right. this out." That's that's usually the best way to do it, though. Um, I I have a couple um guys that usually travel with me um one's name is skylar kincaid and the other one's name is uh, aaron roxas and um they're both younger in the wrestling business they're uh, i think they're both like hitting their fourth year now um so they both like they're always like super serious gimmicks and stuff like that so like uh we got on a show and i both i looked at both of them I'm like hey this is not a serious show. I'm like, have fun tonight. Like, just go out there and do something funny. Like, fall on your ass. Like, go out there and, like, just enjoy it. Like, don't be super serious tonight. And, like, they both went out there and just, like, had fun. Like, uh, Skyler got tossed by his beard. Like, he took a beard deal. <laughs> yes. And, like, Aaron was just, like, playing to the crowd. Like, literally getting the crowd to, like, chant stuff. And they came back and they were like, that was so much different. And I was like, yeah, like you don't always have to be like super serious. I'm going to murder you guy. Like, (laughs) like there's some places that call for that. I get it. But like every now and then you got to go out there and have fun, you know? Oh yeah. I love like when I get to hear like the crowd, like cheering and laughing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like getting behind me, like, Oh, it's another feeling. And then, you know, and it, and I was, you know, my friends are like, I don't know if you have a serious side to you. And I'm like, I do yeah. when I when I feel like it's necessary. But I was right. like, at this time, like, there's not a single person out there who's going to be like, hey, uh, we don't like your we don't like your humor. And right. Like, well, the crowd does. So, I mean, right. it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I got to ask, though, it said 2015, been in for a while. Mm-hmm. Everybody that listens to the show knows this question. Uh, what's your worst bump? Uh, like the bump I got hurt on, or like, like I don't want to. Not if it's the one that you got hurt on, but maybe like a bump where you're just like, oh, and like the oh. rest of you know, you, you even knew yourself was like, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to land that way. <laughs> um, although we've had those stories before, we've had people like legitimately tell us about stories where they like fell over the top rope because they got tossed over and yeah. just fell and hit their head and got Ooh. concussed. You kind of uh, stories. Yeah, no, I've uh the the ones that I've gotten hurt on I actually didn't even bump on. So um so yeah. 
I can't say they're from bumps. Uh, probably like an ass bump, like you know what I mean, like a leg drop or something. That's no matter no way, like no matter how you do it, like they're not like comfortable. They don't feel <laughs> wonderful ever. Like I don't, I don't know why Hulk Hogan decided to do that as a finish. Like, because every time I do it, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> that's a little piece of my ass I'm not getting back. <laughs> I uh. I had one where um, I've, I always seem to like want to tell this story because it's always fun for me. Uh, I was working on a drop kick mm. and I didn't brace myself properly. Right. And like as I came down, I hit like all chest and just Ooh. everything got eliminated from me. Oh, and my man. trainer was just like, he just sat like this and he was like, mm. so what did we learn? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, catch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, good, you'll do it right next time. Like, 100%. <laughs> I had somebody tell me uh, it was cool. Uh, we had another person tell us that uh, their instructor was purposely teaching them how to take bumps wrong so that they knew how to take it right. And oh. he was like, we probably took like 20 bumps wrong. And it was oh, painful God. every single time. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, fortunately, my trainers didn't do that to me, but... I, I've definitely taken an ass bump or two that I like really regret because like, you know, you like you, you try to be like Matt Hardy and do it off the second and you're like, oh, no, this is why he like walks like that now, you know? <laughs> yes, I did. A, I took one where uh, I saw Akira Tozawa do that bonsai drop and I was yeah. like, Yo, I really want to try that. Yeah. And I did it the first time and I was like, I'm never doing this yeah, again. No. I was like, that's the worst idea ever. Why did I think this was a good idea? And it's like, you know, because like I know he bumps more towards like the center of the ring. Yep. But like that wasn't something that I was taught immediately because it was something right. I was just like, whatever, it can't be that bad. Right. And I did it closer to like the ropes. Yeah, Ooh. I was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's basically what I'm talking about. Like I was on the second and it was in training and I was just like, we had like, we had, um, like a dummy. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like Matt Hardy. So I even did the fingers and everything and then jumped off. And then like, I remember just sitting there and going, Oh God, <laughs> like did I break everything in my ass? Like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Hey, uh, so after a show, everybody has like that post-match ritual kind of thing. So I want to know, like, what's your post-match meal, post-match snack that you got to have? Ooh, snack. Um, I usually try to save like my like cheat meals or whatever. So it really depends on like how far away I am. If I'm in upstate New York, I try to hit it like Stewart's up, um, depending on what they have, like. I'll either get, um, they have really good burgers at Stewart's. So like, I'll probably get a burger from there. Um, if it's like New Jersey, I like to go to quick check. Um, that really like quick check is like my favorite thing in the world. So like that really depends on like what's on special there that day. Cause I always look for like whatever they have new or whatever. Cause I like trying everything from quick check. Um, and then PA, like I'd probably, cause like, it stinks like you get out of shows so late like you probably hit up a sheets but like i've had a sheets next to my house since i was like 16 years old so like i've tried everything in there so 
it really just depends on like what kind of mood I'm in after a show. If I like had a really bad match or something, I don't want to eat anything. I'm just like, give me a coffee and I'll drive. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be angry and no one talk to me for like 20 minutes. Yo, I understand that. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just going over the match in your head and you're like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did he do that? Could I have done this a little better? Like what, what part of this like failed on my part? Exactly. My 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 trainer he gets mad at me all the time because like I'll just beat myself up like in a yeah. car like I'll just drive home and be like man you know I could have could have done this better like I recently I had a lot of people come to me and they're like dude we really enjoyed your match blah 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 I was like yeah but this one spot man I hit just a little too close to the ropes and if I would have yeah. just thought about spacing they're like would you shut up and just enjoy them I'm like no yeah. man like this is one thing that you have to like you have to pick apart like I have yeah. to the nuisance so i understand like that you just sit there and you just think about the whole time you're just stupid yeah. <laughs> and then like if you if, especially like when people don't know the script that you like planned out in the back like they have no idea that something got screwed up unless it's like completely obvious but like most people don't even pick up on it and then you're like yeah but we missed this and this and i'm sitting there ripping it apart because like i missed two things that we didn't do and um but like that that's just like the perfectionist in me, I think, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand a lot. And Stan, uh, this is a question I love asking every person that comes on the show. So uh, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn being in the business? Hardest lesson? Um, hmm. I don't know right offhand. Uh I'd probably say like like that. Like sometimes I'm just like too hard on myself that like I'll be on a car ride home like with a bunch of people and like I'll just be quiet and then everybody is like uncomfortable. And so I like put my negative move off on like everybody. So like I what I do now is, you know, even if I have a bad match, I'll like talk about everybody else's match and like not try to not like put my negative energy because like maybe I had a bad match and something got messed up. That might not even have been my fault. It could have been my opponent's fault, but like you're in a car with three other people and you just made it awkward for everybody because you're sitting in there miserable and like beating yourself up. So I usually from like, cause I remember there was this one car ride home. I was just miserable and everything that came out of everybody's mouth. I was just like, yeah, I get it. That's cool. And like, I was just being super short with people. So yeah. And like, I remember my one friend, Rosh was like, dude, you, you like, you killed that car ride. But he was like, can you like snap out of this now? And he's like, it's over. We can't, can't go back and redo the match. It's over. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. And then like, I apologized to everybody in the car. And then, um, from that day on, like, I literally, I give myself, like, that 10 minutes after the match, like, think it over, you know, whatever, like, happened, even if it was a great match. Like, because sometimes you have a great match, but, like, someone else in the car didn't have a great match. So, like, I always try to keep, like, the car ride home positive. Um, Because there's some people that, like, they get really upset because they had a bad match. And, like, like, I don't get up to the set to the point where I'm, like, really, like, bummed out. And, like, you know, someone could take, like, a deep, dark turn on that. 
and like especially if like they want a critique from you and like me i'm i'm not like i know how to sandwich a compliment like you did this good this is you need to work on this 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 but you did this and like some people don't know how to do that so like i always call it the sandwich compliment and um i just learned that over time because like i i was with mikey whipwreck for like a year and he used to like he would be straightforward he would just tell you like this sucked that sucked this sucked you need to work on this do something with this what the hell is going on here and like he used to tell me he's like like after he would give me a critique he'd be like did you want like uh you know a positive just like hey this and i would tell him no i just i just want the negative like that's that's how I learn. Like, I just look for the negative. I'm like, don't tell me what I did good. Just tell me the things I did bad. Cause if you're not bringing it up, that means it didn't stand out as like bad. Um, but like some people don't like criticism like that. So like I learned to develop, I, I call it the sandwich compliment. And it's where you, you know, front end, you give them a couple good things they did. You put them in the middle, what they need to work on or what they did bad. And then on the back end, you give them something positive. And I feel like, that's a better way to like especially on a car ride home and like you could tell someone's like a little down in the dumps and then like i always remind them like you got next week you got matches next week you got mess matches the next week after that um focus on this like rewatch it too because sometimes in your head this was awful this was shit because you know the script in your head but no one else knows that script. Watch the video back. Did it look good on film? You know, like maybe it maybe it didn't hit live. Like maybe all the stuff looked crappy live, you think. But on film, sometimes it comes out and you're like, oh, that didn't look bad at all. Like that's very passable on this like film, you know? So uh, I would I would say like one of the things I learned is like to keep the negative energy like out of the car, especially if you're riding with people. Like now when I'm alone, I don't play by that rule. <laughs> I will beat myself up for however long that car ride is. But if there's people in the car, I try to keep that like happy, good energy because like you're stuck in a car with people and like nobody wants to be miserable on a two and a half hour car ride, three hour car ride, whatever it is, you know? No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree. <laughs> I have like those four hour, five hour car rides and I'm just kind of yep. like, if uh if you don't have and I tell people like in the car rides I'm like if you don't have anything like nice that you want to say right now yeah. we're going home and hey, we just listen to the music yeah jam out and yep. <laughs> we'll keep yep. we'll keep it upbeat <laughs> now who controls the music uh usually so in my car if I'm driving uh, I usually leave that to the co the 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 passenger you let the co-pilot go yeah no. I let the co-pilot because Dangerous. I want to focus on the road I just want to keep, okay. keep driving but if my my co-pilot falls asleep then obviously it, it defaults to me yeah see i if i'm driving i get i get control of the music that's what <laughs> i tell everybody i'm like i'm the one that's got to stay awake so i get to pick the music the other part though that really this one that like got kind of gets under my i like i always tell my friends i'm like listen if you're in the passenger seat you have to stay awake oh yeah like, everybody in the back can go to sleep i don't like yep. care but everybody yep. in the front they gotta stay awake because if they're not yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have problems. <laughs> I yes, would kick you no. out, put you in the back seat. Exactly. No, I completely agree with that. Passenger does have to stay awake. He's a co-pilot for a reason. 
yeah, I was like, you got to control the music. And you over here, yeah. like, just dozed out. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. I don't want to, don't want to deal with that. Right now. No. <laughs> uh, what kind of advice would you give to like upcoming wrestlers? Um, upcoming, uh, wrestlers, I would just say, try and get booked as much as you can go to shows, you know, like, even if you're not booked on them, go help set up, speak to, speak to veteran wrestlers, always like, always ask for opinions after your match. Like, especially if someone like is valued, like, or you value someone, like, don't be afraid to go ask, um, anytime there's like a name or someone that's on TV. I always, especially if I see them in the gorilla position, like I always try to like go and say like, Hey, did you, did you catch that? Or if I know they're like standing there watching every match, I'll ask them before I go out, like, Hey, if you don't mind, could you watch my match? Like there's a lot of people that will literally sit and watch a match. Like I can tell you right now, I watch usually the first three matches if I'm on the back half of the card, just to see what the crowd is like buy-in and like what they're into and like if it's a move crowd or if it's like a crowd you got to play with a lot like i like to know that before i go into that ring you know yeah so, i feel like I feel, that's super important and that's something like i've had like numerous vets come and tell me just mm-hmm. kind of go sit in a crowd and i i've started to kind of like realize that more and more like how important it is to just be in the crowd and just be aware Oh yeah. Like you see a lot of people like they'll they'll structure this whole match and it it might be a beautiful match like it's boom 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 but like some of the crowd may not be into that like if you watch like the first two three matches if like you're in the second half you could you could tell like what this crowd is buying and what they're not buying and like at the end of the day yeah it's really cool to have like an awesome video but like all these people paid for a ticket and you want to bring them on a journey just as much as you want to bring the guy that's sitting watching it on YouTube, you know? No, oh, I like that a lot. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, because I'm so heavily driven like towards character versus moves, yeah. I feel like you can give the, I love taking crowds in and just like getting them behind, like whatever yep. we're trying to get accomplished. And I yeah. feel like a lot of wrestlers now they're like, they are really like heavy on the moves because they're just right. like, yeah, I'm gonna do a flip here, and then you're yep. gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and then we're gonna do this. And I'm like, dude, but the crowd is still back at the first move where you were like doing a flip. Like that's where yep. they stopped. And like I it's been crazy because like one of my trainers, like he's harped that to me so much that it's actually I've like started harping that on other people. But no, they're I like, agree. they're like, Oh, I'm gonna do this arm ringer, and then you're gonna do a hammer lock, then we're gonna headlock it, you're gonna do a takeover, and then I'm gonna get up, and then we're gonna hit the ropes, and then drop down, then into the international spot, and then we're gonna. And I'm like, first of all, y'all talking way too fast. Is this the first yeah. 30 seconds of a match? Like, right. I don't. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you guys are you guys are not. This is not a sprint. <laughs> like, yeah. just enjoy the marathon that you're about to run. Yeah, yeah. And then like, what if the crowd isn't like, all right? So I, I've seen this before, like two people go out there and like they have this beautiful little chain piece like all figured out but like you're hearing crickets because it's not that type of crowd that appreciates that kind of wrestling i mean if you're match one like you kind of got to either know or you don't know what's going on out there i hate being match one match one is my least favorite match to be because like i love preparing for like all right this crowd is not into moves or this crowd is super in the character maybe 
you know, they are super into moves. Like, all right, now we're going to add more moves into this. Like, I love, like, seeing those first three matches is crucial to me. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like that. Well, seeing that you've been around a lot of different locker rooms and a lot of different areas, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Uh, one do, uh, obviously go over and introduce yourself to everyone. And I mean, everyone like sound guy, guy that just helps pick up and break down the ring. Cause like one day, like I know numerous guys that like when I started out were just ring crew and now they're wrestlers and you know, they respect me and come up to me before they come up to any other people. Cause I gave them their respect when I came in and like a lot of people don't like, not that I have a bad reputation or anything like that, but like, I always try to go out of my way to like, make sure that like, I say, Hey, how are you? Like, how's, if I know you have a family, like, how's your family? Like have a little conversation with each and every person that you meet. Cause like, you kind of want to leave an impression so that they're like, Oh, you know, that, that Johnny Moran guy, he's a pretty decent dude. You know, like, that's what I would say the do's. Um, don't uh, don't be the opposite of that. Don't like just big league everyone and just like go back, sit in your chair and not talk to anyone. I mean, I get it. Like you're in a new locker room. You don't know anybody. It's uncomfortable, but you kind of got to step out of that shell and just go over and introduce yourself, you know, like, it it's not comfortable for me, but I play it off like it is. And then once you start getting in a conversation with somebody a little bit, that like I'm scared, freaked out, I didn't want to shake this guy's hand goes away, you know? Yeah. No, I I can relate because like yeah. that was me for like, the first couple of years. Like, no, for the first year, I was just scared to talk to anybody because I was like, oh, oh I know. God, I'm in he... the same locker room as this person. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you a little tiny story. Um, my third match I ever had in my life. Um, so uh, we got on this show. Uh, the promotion's name is Big Time Wrestling, and they bring in a lot of names. And um, so I literally started out in a tag team, and it was like me and my partner. And then we've been wrestling this other tag team that we both trained with. Like this is going to be our third match. So we thought we were going to be in like an eight man tag and they were probably going to be on the other side paired up with whoever. So my one friend, uh, his name's Keita Murray. He got moved into a singles match. And then my one friend, Mike came over to me, Mike Mitchell. He was like, uh, they're putting Shane in our match and, uh, they're taking Keita out of our match. I'm like, well, wait, what's going on? And like, this is my third match. So I'm like freaking out now because like, I'm literally only comfortable with these two kids that are across the ring. And like, now I have like, I don't, some guy named Shane is teaming with me. I don't know who Shane is. So they're, uh, they introduced me to the promoter and I'm like, Hey, our, our partner, Shane, where, where is he? And he's, they're like, Oh, he's probably in like the third locker room. So I go down the hallway. I'm like shaking people's hands as I'm going through and like saying hi. And I open the door and it's Shane Douglas 
like the franchise Shane Douglas. That's who I'm teaming with that night. <laughs> so I remember like being like, oh, I don't give a shit what happens to the key to now. Like, but like, um, I could have like freaked out. Like, you know what I mean? And like, mind you, like, this is like the first name I'm like meeting as like, all right, you're wrestling now. So you got to lose that like little kid fanboy and like, when I was a little kid and I used to play in my basement and I used to wrestle my brother, I used to call myself the franchise Johnny Moran after Shane Douglas. And I'm shaking his hand now and I'm going to team with the guy. So like, it was like that. I always say to people like that was the day, like the little kid in me died. Cause like, I was like, all right, this is you now. Like you're a big boy now. Like this is like, you have no time to be like scared. Johnny Moran, like, you have to be the big boy that like is out there with Shane goddamn Douglas, you know? No, that's awesome though. That I, I've met him a couple times and yeah. such a nice dude too. Oh my God. He was great. I did nothing in the match. He gave me a huge hug. <laughs> and, like <laughs> my, It was the only match my dad ever saw before he passed. And like, he gives me a huge hug in the ring. He's like, you know, I, I see great things for you in the future. And then like, when we went through the back, he's like, Hey guy, like he knew we were all green. And like he's like, hey guys, come come on over here. And then like he just like gave us a fucking free seminar for like a good 45 minutes and just like told us like the do's and don'ts of wrestling. And like, you know, he he's all like everybody did great tonight. Like, you know, this is where your journey starts. Cause like he knew, like, and we all told him like we only had like four or five matches. And he's like, he's like, that's fine, guys, that's fine. And like him being such a pro to us like just always like that always stuck in my head like he could have been such a jerk like what am i doing in a match with kids that have only had like four or five matches like why am i in a ring with these kids like somebody could hurt me like wasn't like that at all wasn't a douchebag like absolute gentleman like and he just left such a good impression on me like i always wanted to do that like no matter where i went like you know, if I was wrestling somebody that like wasn't that experienced or if I was wrestling someone experienced, um, I just always wanted to give that back. Like he was just such a good guy to us. Like I always kept that in my head because like there there have been other people that I met that I'm like, man, like I wish I never met that person. You know what I mean? Like, but like he was such a genuine guy and like just took the time that he didn't have to take. Like he could have literally just done that match with us in peace. But, like, no, he, like, sat there literally for, like, 45 minutes and just, like, gave us, like, a little mini seminar. Like, it was just really cool of him. That is cool. Yeah. So, listen, those are all my heavy-hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second-best segment of the Three Count Podcast. And you might be wondering to yourself, what's the first? It's uh, the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But uh, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mm. And Mr. Moran, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Ooh. So whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. Bet. So we're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. All right. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Oh, Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Raw. Favorite movie? Uh. Uh, Young Guns 2. Let's go. Uh, Shawn Michaels or Chris Jericho? Uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, favorite cartoon? 
Favorite cartoon? Uh, Beetlejuice, the cartoon. Yo, let's go. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, literally have um, T-shirts. Uh, I can't think of the goddamn name of the clothing company that, like, bought the the rights to them for, like, just, like, a season. And I literally bought the hoodie, sweatshirt, tang top. Like, I was like, I'm getting all this shit. Because, like, that, like, to me, like, I love the movie, don't get me wrong. But, like, as a kid, like, after school, like, that was what I watched. Yeah, whenever he like fell to the ground, he had the flower. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was my that was my show. Yeah. Uh, all right, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite actor? Ooh, uh, Tom Hardy. Nice. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite podcast? Uh, Moran and Friends. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Killian McMurphy. I love Killian. Oh. <laughs> he, he has been on this show. Oh, all right. We've had yeah. such a ball with him. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good dude. Uh, all right. Last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Uh, probably Jesus Christ. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. going to say that because, like, anytime someone, like, says anything wild to me, it's usually Jesus Christ is my response. <laughs> to be honest, that is the first time anybody has said that on the show. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm, I'm happy something, that I made it. Some somebody out there is gonna like try to fact check me and listen to every single episode. And by all means, go ahead and do so. Don't do but, that. Yeah. Don't it's stop. That. Listen, everyone. Make yeah. sure he's right. Yeah. And while you're there, time. write a review and yep. give him a five star rating. Yeah. And push that like button. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> do yep. all that stuff. But yeah, those are all my heavy hitting questions. Oh. So the last thing I just need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they could find you. Well, all my social medias. Uh, on Facebook, I have a wrestling like page. If you can go there, because you know Facebook caps me out at five thousand, so we're always close to that. Uh, my like page is Johnny Moran the Wrestler. My Twitter and Instagram is Johnny Moran underscore. And then if you go to YouTube, you can watch all my matches at Johnny Moran, the wrestler. If you look up the basketball player, that's not me. I am not good at basketball, but that kid is the other Johnny Moran. <laughs> but, well, there you have it. He gave you all of his info so you guys can find him on all of his social media. Plus, he gave you his YouTube channel, and you guys know what that means. It means we got to do what we love to do on our favorite part of a wrestling match. Take it home, because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford, Red Dog, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good shepherd, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's into the ring. And you see him right there, the dark horse himself, Johnny Moran. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You just wait for that episode to end. You wait for the outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. And fact check me that Jesus Christ is the first time he's been on this episode. <laughs> Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. 
Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.